Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Matthew chapter 17, verses 1 through 13. Yesterday we talked about Jesus telling his disciples that some of them standing there would not taste death until they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. It's my belief that what Jesus was referring to is this next episode, the transfiguration. When he says, some of you standing here will not taste death until you see this, he's referring to Peter, James, and John who are going to go up on the Mount of Transfiguration with him. The others aren't going to see Jesus fully in his glory the way that they did on the mountain until after they die. And that is extended to those of us who have faith and trust in Christ. We won't see Jesus in his glory like they did until after we die either. This makes total logical sense in the flow of how these passages connect. And after six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, his brother, and led them up to a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before him, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. This kind of reminds me of what happened on Mount Sinai with Moses when he saw the glory of God. Remember, God hit him in the cleft of a rock and let him see the backside of him and it was very, very bright and all this. There's one commentator on the Enduring Word commentary, which I looked at for this passage, who said something fascinating. He said, for Christ to be glorious was almost a less matter than for him to restrain or hide his own glory. In other words, what these guys are seeing on this mountaintop is the true essence of who Jesus really is and really has been from eternity. This glorified being. What's actually more amazing is that he restrained or hid his glory. That wasn't his normal appearance during the 33 years that he was on earth. It's like the real miracle isn't that they saw him in all his glory. It's that for 33 years he was on this earth and that glory was covered up. It was restrained. That's an amazing thought for me. Verse 3, and behold, there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with him. And Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good that we are here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. So what are Moses and Elijah doing? Well, they are representing representatives of the law and the prophets from the Old Testament. And Jesus, the Messiah, is the one who the law and the prophets were looking forward to. Moses is the law giver, the one who gave God's Ten Commandments to the people. And Elijah is a notable prophet who is said in Malachi chapter 4 to be the forerunner to the Messiah. They're also representatives of a couple other categories of people. One would be people who have died in the Lord and gone to heaven. That would be Moses. And the other category would be people who never died and just went straight to be with the Lord. Elijah never died. And there are going to be people at the end of time when the rapture happens who never die. They're going to go straight from life in this earth to life in heaven. The believers who are living on earth when the rapture happens will be immediately taken without death. So Moses and Elijah represent those two categories of people as well. Peter was still speaking when behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them and a voice from the cloud said, this is my son with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell on their faces and were terrified. But Jesus came and touched them saying, rise and have no fear. And when they lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus only. So this cloud kind of covers the glory of God. You can't see the glory of God directly. So this cloud kind of disguises it. And the voice of God comes and says, this is my son with whom I'm pleased. Listen to him. Should remind us of God speaking at Jesus baptism. This is another affirmation for the disciples of who Jesus is. Jesus tells them to rise and have no fear. They have nothing to fear because by faith in Christ, they're not at odds with God the Father. 
Father. Because of Christ's perfection that he lived, because the penalty he's going to pay on the cross and his resurrection, these guys who trust in him, Peter, James, and John, and all of us who trust in him, can stand confidently and boldly before God. We don't need to be afraid because we are part of his beloved through faith in Christ. Now, if we don't have faith in Christ, we should be we should be very afraid. That's something that we hope each person will get worked out before they actually meet with God after their death or when Christ returns and the end comes. You can do that by simply receiving him, believing in his name, confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believing in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Verse 9, and as they were coming down the mountain, Jesus commanded them, tell no one the vision until the Son of Man is raised from the dead. In other words, this is a secret, guys. You can talk about it after I'm raised from the dead. This is Jesus once again telling them that he is going to die and rise again, which they must have not totally understood or missed because their words and actions and behaviors in subsequent chapters don't align with a correct understanding of what Jesus is saying here. You can't really blame them because that sounds crazy. And the disciples asked him, then why do the scribes say that Elijah must come first? In other words, if you're the Messiah, which is prophesied, we're starting to put this together, but the scribes say that Elijah has to come back before the Messiah can do his thing. And Elijah hasn't come yet. Jesus answered, verse 11, Elijah does come and he will restore all things. But I tell you that Elijah has already come and they did not recognize him, but did to him whatever they pleased. So also the son of man will certainly suffer at their hands. Then the disciples understood that he was speaking to them about John the Baptist. So back in Malachi, when it's prophesied that Elijah is going to come and be the forerunner of the Messiah, it's not talking about literally Elijah. It's talking about a prophet in the mold of Elijah. And that prophet came. His name was John the Baptist. He was the last forerunner to the Messiah the last one who was pointing to Jesus. But they didn't recognize him as the Elijah who was to come, and they did whatever they pleased. They being the powers that be, Herod had him executed, and the Son of Man, Jesus, is also going to suffer at their hands. The Romans, the Jewish leaders, the people who rejected John the Baptist are going to do the same to Jesus. Eventually, Peter, James, and John are going to understand exactly what happened. They're going to remember the transfiguration along with a bunch of other things Jesus said before his death and resurrection. And when they put it all together, they're going to light the world on fire for the cause of Christ. The gospel is going to spread like wildfire because of how deeply they have become convinced that Jesus is the Messiah. He is the only hope. And here, friends, we have the entire story laid out for us. They're living it in real time. You got to cut them a break. We would have been the same way, stumbling, trying to understand, not really getting it. We've got the whole story right here. And we too should be a fire for the gospel. Amen? Amen. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders radio and internet ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast leave a five-star rating, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which airs on stations around the world, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. We also want to highlight two ministry partners. First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule of year-round events and activities are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference on Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our other ministry partner. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.